Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there is so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there. And you're tired of the wellness fads, endless diets, and impossible standards that make you feel like nothing you do is ever enough. You are ready to tune into your mind and body and feel empowered around health. We're the Healing Trio here to help you redesign your relationships with food, fitness, and yourself. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. I'm Maria, licensed mental health therapist. And I'm Tara, personal trainer. Together, we're changing the narrative on health away from diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity and towards healthful self-care. So grab your water bottle, get ready to laugh, learn, and grow. And and let's let's start start rebranding your wellness wellness journey. journey. So we have exciting news for you today, which is that the Wellness Rebranded podcast, we are celebrating our one year anniversary this month. Yay! It's been an incredible journey, ladies, hasn't it? It has been awesome. Fun times and big lessons have been had by all, hopefully, well, us anyway, (laughs) hopefully our (laughs) listeners also. So we have many fun surprises planned for you guys in the month of November, but one of them is if you are local to the Annapolis, greater Washington, D.C. area, we would love to invite you to a wellness rebranded podcast party. Yes. Yes, please join us on November 1st at 6.30 p.m. in Annapolis for an evening of connection, stories, mingling, music, appetizers. Maybe Maria will Zumba dance for us. Yes, she will. You never know. So we will put the link to register. It is free in the show notes, but we would love, love, love for you to join us. And if you have been enjoying the show, if you have a favorite episode, please send us a message. Tell us what it is. We might feature you on an upcoming pod and during our anniversary celebrations. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness Rebranded. We are here recording a a sort of special unplanned episode because something interesting slash upsetting happened this week to Tara. And we thought it is very topical to the focus of our podcast and that people could get a lot of out of hearing what happened and how Tara navigated it. And maybe there's some tools that we can share around it. So here we are. And Tara, Maria actually doesn't even really know the full scope of the story. So why don't you start at the beginning and catch her and everyone else up? Yes. So let me tell you the the brief story here. Um, I don't know if we should put like a trigger warning on this or what, but just so you know, there's a lot of talk about like fat shaming and weight stigma and things like that that we're going to be talking about. So as many of you know, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, I was asked to be a speaker at a personal trainer conference um, at the end of this month. And like two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I flew out to Colorado to film my presentation and it was great. So they asked me while I was there to do like a little 30 second promo video, just talking about like, hey, what's your name? What's your job? What's your speech about? Please register and join us. Right. Like pretty simple. I filmed that and I'm kind of laughing in retrospect because I was like, oh my gosh, let me put on some eye makeup. And also I filmed it like three or four times because I didn't like the way I pronounced something, you know, like I put a little bit of effort into this. And the organization posted it this week on their Instagram page. 
And like the majority of the comments were brutal. Like almost every comment with one or two exceptions was like, oh my gosh, did this personal trainer eat the real personal trainer? Or how are we going to listen to somebody who looks like she weighs three times more than she should weigh? Or what a parody this must be. I can't believe we're taking advice from this person because look how huge she is. And I was honestly shocked. I think this is actually um, a testimonial to how I live my life because I didn't think like, oh, people are going to not listen to me because I'm fat. I just thought, oh, I'm a good trainer. People are going to want to hear what I have to say about this. Um, which is amazing because it shows that my world is supportive, um, but also horrifying to me because all the people making these comments are personal trainers. Like nobody would follow this page if they weren't a personal trainer certified with this organization, or if they did, that'd be really strange. But um, it, it really kind of like hit me in the feelings, one, because it's like, you know, 30 comments of telling me what a fat turd I am and also the fact that they're even saying that when like literally most personal trainers target market is people who would like to you know lose weight and get in shape that's what every client who walks through the door says pretty much um and so here they are going ugh, I would never you know what could she possibly teach us about training because clearly she doesn't have the secret mm-hmm. so that's basically what happened Maria and I was like, dang, like they messaged me. The My contact at the organization messaged me. and was like, oh my gosh, do you want us to shut off comments? We are deleting things as fast as we can. Like this is, uh, we are so sorry that this happened to you. So I think they handled it really well, but it's just appalling to me that people in my industry would even think that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the first thing I want to say, Tara, is what they said. I'm so sorry you went through that because it it, it hurts me for you. Like, I can imagine mm-hmm. how that was for you because that's just not only not okay, it's hurtful. Yeah, thanks. You know, I'm used to it. It's not the first time I've been fat shamed. Probably won't be the last time I'm fat shamed. But just because um, you're used to it doesn't make it right, right? Like it doesn't, right. it shouldn't get used to that kind of stuff because it's just simply not okay, not acceptable. Yeah. You know what I think I hate? Well, I don't want to say the most, but one of the things I don't love about this is, as you guys know, and our listeners know, like I'm super far into my journey of like, body acceptance and, you know, loving my body for what it can do, not necessarily what it looks like. And this was hard for me. Like I went grocery shopping, like almost immediately after I realized this was going on. And I walked through the store and I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't get that. Maybe like, maybe I should change like my lifestyle a little bit, even though like none of these people commenting on the post know me at all. They know absolutely nothing about me except that I'm a trainer. I am fat and they that I'm speaking at this conference. They have no idea what my health history is, if I've just lost 100 pounds, if I just had a baby or anything. Not that any yeah, of that matters. Illness, like they know absolutely nothing about you, right? Right. But There's I let no- it affect like the way I was grocery shopping like, oh, let me get this big box of lettuce today. I won't let it go bad this week, I promise. <laughs> you know, like maybe I'll skip getting this food or Maybe I'll get extra this. And then I got to the end of the checkout and I was like, holy shit, my groceries were like half price today. This is amazing. 
Um, but I hate that I let it change my behaviors because my behaviors aren't bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I've kind of let it get in there and I thought, oh, maybe I really should like, you know, end training a couple of clients so that I can have more time to work on my own body. And it's like, well, that's not really beneficial for anybody except for me, maybe exercising a little bit more, but I'm not doing a little bit now. Right. Right. Like yeah. I'm already doing what I need to do to be healthy. So adding in more and trying to change the way my body looks really doesn't help anybody and it shouldn't matter to anybody. Right. And I think, you know, I think everyone listening can relate to the experience of having some sort of negative feelings about your body and then it getting in your head and impacting kind of how you show up in the world and how you think about yourself and what you want to do. And I'm sure that many people will also unfortunately relate to this specific experience of fat shaming and weight stigma. And I think you said something when you and I were talking about it independently, that was, I think really important is that it's a especially upsetting that that happened in a healthcare arena where yeah. we should be showing everybody dignity and respect and encouraging, you know, compassion and care for anyone in anybody when it comes to their, you know, fitness, nutrition, health. And it just, unfortunately, the, I mean, personal trainers are not exactly in the medical arena, but they're still in the health and wellness space. Right. And absolutely. And the medical space is one of, and that space really is one of the places where fat shaming and fat phobia and weight stigma is the loudest and the most harmful. I think. I was thinking about that because I was, you know, as I was saying, my life is not full of people that fat shame me. Mm -hmm. You know, like, thank the Lord, <laughs> I've either cut those people off or uh, changed my life to get those people out of my life. Um, but the only place I feel true anxiety about being in a larger body is when I go to the doctor. And now, of course, I feel like every time I'm around a group of my peers, it's going to be like, oh, great. You know, who's taking secret pictures of me to share with their other trainer friends of oh, look at this fat trainer that presented at this thing or that I saw at this conference. And it almost in opposition of of what I originally thought, it almost makes me want to like back off and work out less because I don't want people going, oh, well, now she's going to try to work out because people call their fat. You know what I mean? It's like this bizarre catch 22 where I'm like, oh, I should work out more, but I don't want to because then and people will say something about it and notice that I've changed my behavior because of it. You know what I mean? And I can only, I also think about how much is what these people are telling themselves. Like, what is the reason why you went into this career in the case of personal training, you know, because there's different motivations and is it, is it that, is it, just, I mean, they're just because they're personal trainers doesn't mean that they're not victims of those perceptions that, you know, contribute to weight stigma and everything we talk about on this episode and this podcast. And it's just interesting. I'm sure it happens with many other um, professions, but it's 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 their own battle. And and here are two things, Tara, too. Not only there's um you know weight stigma and 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 body shaming that you saw in those comments 
but there's so it's also true that people can think things and still don't say it or don't have to write it down to hurt and to attack mm -hmm. other people so on top of that we're also adding the you know the the how you call it like you know the meanness to it yeah that you know, i did like, find I, this like particularly mean because i was yeah. tagged in the post so that they had to know that anything that they wrote i would probably read um or get a notification about and it's just kind of like wow you guys really took time out of your day to be like this person sucks because she's fat and nsca you suck for even considering this is a good example like we shouldn't be normalizing obese bodies is what somebody said um and it's like this is from a group that should know better right when people come to me for personal training like i don't train anybody who really wants fat loss everybody that comes to me wants to be healthy or strong or compete in some sort of athletic endeavor and these people are acting as if the only reason people come to personal training is to be thin which is not the case anymore well that's probably how they see it that's what i'm saying that that's probably how yeah. they see these my job is to combat that as it is something that needs to disappear and that's the whole point of weight stigma mm -hmm. it's exactly that it's like we need to combat that as it's as it is a problem you know seeing it as mm -hmm. a cause of other things not even based on research but um yeah well yeah and i think um you know fitness nutrition other health particularly those just generally speaking often they are the most heavily steeped in diet culture right or among the most heavily steeped in diet culture so i guess it's not that surprising but um but I think it also goes or it speaks to kind of picking up on your point, Maria, people say things online that they probably would never say to someone's face. And there's particular meanness online, like from a mental health perspective of just kind of knowing that and being careful and protecting, doing what you can to protect yourself from it. Either way is terrible, right? Whether you're overtly saying it or whether you are filled with judgment and other people can perceive it, the impact is the same. And so I guess it's an invitation to everyone to just really sit back and think about what what have what is the messaging that we've gotten about body shape and size and where did it come from and is it is it true is it accurate is it you know often it's harmful and it's a I guess an invitation and an opportunity for everyone to kind of do some digging into their own internalized biases around weight right because most most everyone has it we've all grown up in diet culture um mm -hmm. and kind of kind of think about those harmful assumptions that are made and how they impact people and then also just particularly in healthcare to know how harmful it can be an exclusion i mean like and discrimination you know what's the message as to you know personal training or even a gym is just a space where only people with a specific body type are allowed, right? Like the message is, is really that. It's like, this is just a space where only a certain people are allowed. And that's- And how is that helpful or helpful? So right. it's, yeah, it's just- it's kind of, do we want to call people out or do we want to call people in? Correct. Right. I've been thinking about like how I want to handle this like publicly, 
like my first instinct was to get on the comments and be like, hey, <laughs> you know, you guys are terrible human beings and you must be a trash ass trainer, which as much as it would have made me feel good at the time, probably is not very productive. And then I also wanted to go to the comments and like educate, like, hey, like I'm actually a real human being and I have feelings. And um, if this is how you treat people in larger bodies, then um, I can understand why you're probably not very busy because <laughs> this isn't very kind, right? And ultimately I chose to do nothing, um, but I did take screenshots of some of the comments. So I might like post and like formulate my thoughts better on this at a later point and just kind of use this as a teaching tool for people so that they can kind of understand how harmful this type of rhetoric is. Mm -hmm. I love that you're willing so to do that, even just recording this episode, right? Like it takes real, your, your vulnerability to be willing to do that and share a hurtful and harmful experience. So thank you. I mean, really, I'm just lucky enough that I'm far enough in my journey that like, yeah, it was totally hurtful and harmful, you know, but I can also use it as a teaching tool so that when this happens to someone else, because it will, hopefully they'll have some tools to use, you know, to deal with it. I, I am not an overly emotional person, but I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little nervous about recording this today, which normally I'm not nervous about recording like, right? We just talk about wellness and diet culture and, you know, all this and it's fine. But today it feels like a little extra personal. Right. And one of my coworkers, right, because this is an organization that, that all of my colleagues know about, are members of, many of them follow it on social media, one of my coworkers came up to me yesterday in tears and I was like, oh my God, what happened? She's like, I am so sorry that happened to you. And I was just like, oh, here we go. Now I'm crying, <laughs> uh... <laughs> which I haven't cried at work in like decades. Right. But, you know, it was just an uncomfortable situation and I'm trying to like make the best of it so that hopefully in our lifetime, we can see this not happen anymore. Yeah, I'm not hopeful, but, you know, baby steps. And Tara, I'm looking forward to you um, sharing with her audience some of those tools that you use that people can use because I'm I'm also thinking the problem with those kind of comment comments is that usually they're more they they seem louder than others. But it is true that not that we've come a long way. We have a long way to go. I get it, but we've come a long way. And there are people like your coworker that probably read those comments and say, unbelievable, you know, probably the most of those personal trainers, I would like to think, read that and say, are they, are, are you kidding me? Like, is this really happening? And it's not how they think, but those are the ones that want to put it out there. Because again, sometimes we're faster at writing negative stuff than the positive ones. But if you could share with our audience some of the things that in your long journey you've learned just so anybody out there faces a situation similar to this, how to deal with it. Yeah, you know, I think you have a really good point, Maria, with like, yes, there was 20 or 30 people that were horrible in the comments, but there were also like hundreds of people that followed me on Instagram from this, right? So they weren't in the comments going, yay, I love her. I love that she's living her truth in a larger body because that would be weird, right? But they just like silently chose to follow what I'm doing and support what I'm doing, hopefully, right? right? 
on Instagram, which, you know, is cool. It's not my target market, but I'm always grateful to have people around checking out what we're into. But honestly, the biggest tool that Elizabeth gave me or that I had was one Elizabeth mentioned to me yesterday of the three questions. Elizabeth, correct me if I get these wrong, but like, is it true? Mm -hmm. Right. Am I a terrible trainer because I'm in a fat body? Like, well, no, that's not true at all. And I frequently have clients tell me that they've chosen to work with me because I look like a real human being. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at first, you know, when I got into training, I was like, I don't really know how to take that. (laughs) That felt like a tiny insult to me. Um, But as I've grown into who I am and diet culture, you know, anti-diet culture, everything, I love that because I am a real human being. You know, I'm not going to shove like chicken and broccoli in your face all the time. I'm going to hope that you eat foods that make you feel good and foods that make you, you know, have a little party in your mouth because it tastes good. And, you know, and I hope that you're getting enough sleep and you're moving your body in a way that feels good to you, not in a way that feels achy and sore when you get up the next day. Right. Um, So I just feel like being a real human being, and that's not to say that these yucky people aren't real humans, has really done well for me in my business. And it's allowed me to help people that would otherwise be terrified of going to the gym and working out for fear of trainers being there like the trainers in these comments. So is it true? Was it helpful? Is it? Yeah, that's one of them. Was it helpful? Like none of these comments were helpful to me. Um, it's almost as if they think I don't own a mirror. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't know I was fat. I'm so glad you shared that with me. You know, but it wasn't helpful to me to see these comments. If anything, it made me like I'm already introverted and it made me introvert a little harder. Like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be, you know, speaking at all these things because what if I'm up there on stage and half the room walks out because I'm not a size three? You know, like it made me doubt myself, which I hate, but I've come to realize that it wasn't true. It's not helpful. And what was the last question, Elizabeth? Is it kind? Is it kind? Of course it's not kind. Yeah. Is it true? Is it kind? Is it helpful? And I think Tara, just sort of watching you go through this, I would say, I think you used more tools even than that, which is like you reached out right away. And I think you told your people what was going on, right? Just to get support. And that is awesome. And then even just like that experience that you described in the grocery store, like you, you noticed, right? You noticed how it was impacting you and you were Mm -hmm. able to kind of just pause and try to put it in perspective. That is actually a tool that I use a lot is notice and name. Yeah. Like I don't name reframe, right? Yes. I try to like reframe everything. So um, like pausing to notice like, Hey, this is actually changing my behavior. Do I want it to, you know, in this case, I don't really, I don't think I'm doing anything wrong at the moment. So notice and being able to name the cause of that is really important to me, you know, and interestingly, and also kind of sadly, I have shared this with people that I know are supportive of the journey, right? Like you guys. And of course I texted my husband and he was like, yo, those comments are brutal. But that was about the like extent of his thing with this. And I thought my husband is like a professional troll online. If there's ever like a random news story that has something that's not entirely logical in it, he will be in the comments like instigating 
you know, riots and stuff. So I thought for sure he would go in there and just like lay everybody's life on the line. But um, he's been very like radio silent about this. And I've shared with you guys that I feel like if I shared this with some of my family, they would be like, well, maybe it's time to do something about your weight, which is not really the response that would be helpful to me or anyone. And I shared this with some of my besties. And of course, two of them were like, you're gorgeous and amazing. And, you know, I hope those people get dirt in their eye. And one of them was like, well, you put yourself on the internet. That's what happens. (laughs) And I'm like, thank you. Thank you for that. For the empathy. <laughs> well, I mean, Loved it. <laughs> two thoughts come to me psychologically. One, I think in our journey to well-being and really understanding where we are and accepting where we are and being confident to where we're going. One thing to realize is that once that comment comes out, you know, like these comments are not towards you really Tara I mean they are but what I'm saying is that these are coming from people who are struggling with their own journey mm-hmm. you happen to be mm-hmm. the person on that post but they might go around you know doing these things in different areas like not only is out of your control but it's not you are in your healing journey and they are in their own journey that is affecting you but it's really it's not about me it's not about you they are they are struggling with their whatever that is that we have really no control over I don't know if that I have better words of explaining this it's a bigger reflection of their relationship with food and their body than anything to do with you correct and it's a a reflection of how entrenched in diet culture they are and the person making the comment is right and mm-hmm. then I've learned with years of t- choosing what to engage with and what not. And I think you, the route that you choose that you chose makes sense because in different states of our journey, we would have chosen to engage and really get into responding to each and every comment. But mm-hmm. you're not there because in a way you might have realized that that has nothing to do with you that these people have so much to learn and are going through their own lack of acceptance for many things, because I don't think you really talk harshly to other human beings if you're already not doing it to yourself. You know what I'm, Mm -hmm. I really feel that when you learn how to accept yourself and be compassionate to yourself and talk to yourself in a, in those kind of ways is really hard to then talk to other people that way. It's like your inner voice comes out to express your ideas to other people with that same harsh that you do to yourself. So by you not engaging, it's like, hey, I left you behind. You guys are still on page five of this book, yeah. I'm on page 57. And I can't go back to page five, you know, and I can't help you coming from page five to page 57 because that's a journey that you have to do on your own. So if you're in page 57, those people on page five, let them be and, and you know, let them struggle. And you, you can now design your talk from page 57. Don't go back to page five. That there's, that's their responsibility to read the rest of the chapters and get to where you are. That's how a little bit how I... I love the way you frame that. I do too. 
Honestly, one of the things I was thinking in the midst of all this was like, oh, yeah, baby, get those comments for the algorithm. Let's get a ton of butts in chairs at this presentation. <laughs> Everybody's going to see this video, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like if it's got to be the poster child for, you know, shitty personal trainers, like, all right, I'll take it. So Let's I did expose go all in. these people for who they are and hopefully their clients see that nonsense and make some decisions. Yeah. 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 And, I, and again, out of, out of your control, you're going to keep moving on. And I think that's a good tool to give our audience is like, listen, when you've come a long way in your journey to wellness, there might be people that are still in the mud if, if, if we call it somehow, right? And many times you're gonna be invited to come here to the mud and get muddy again. And you're like, well, I was there, I got out, I showered, I'm clean now, I smell good. I don't wanna go back to the mud. Like, I, I, you know, like I'm okay here. I'll wait for you to come out of the mud and I might lend a hand to help you out of the mud, but I'm not going back into the mud. And sometimes it's very tempting because anger take us back to the mud because we just want to have a mud fight and you know and but is it really worth it right is is mm -hmm. you you you're on another place ultimately i decided it wasn't worth my mental peace to go engage it is, with exactly that it's not worth it absolutely nothing is worth messing with your mental peace and and even if you mess with your mental peace there their situation might not change. That's the hard part to understanding mm -hmm. that sometimes we have no control over what other people think, except what we've done with this podcast, which is doing it to educate and really contrast those false perceptions that we sometimes grow up with. And that's what we're doing to combat that from a healthy standpoint or a healthier, I don't know. So one of the things that comes up a lot when I'm working with people on the intuitive eating journey and body acceptance is like dealing with other people's weight stigma, weight bias, fat phobia, judgments about their food choices and all those kinds of things. And I always go back to something that I learned directly from Evelyn Tribbley, who's one of the founders of intuitive eating. And she asks, you know, when you're, when you're dealing with other people who are stuck in diet culture, don't understand kind of some of the the nuances around it are they reachable and are they teachable and and first of all you never have an obligation to to use maria's words to bring someone from page five to page 57 that's not your job but if you are deciding whether you want to kind of engage and have a conversation with someone and i use this and you know when i'm talking to people out in the world too is like are they reachable like, are they, are they genuinely, maybe they don't have any idea what I'm talking about, or they don't agree when I say weight is not the same thing as health, but they're genuinely curious and open to learning and therefore they're reachable and are they teachable? And then there are some people that just aren't. And those trolls that were in that comments, there were people in there sharing facts debunking what they were saying or showing evidence around weight stigma. I was one of them. Actually, I went in and, and put put some in, but there were definitely other people, but they weren't reachable or teachable. They didn't care. It didn't matter. Like the guy's response was the same to every, every piece. So just mm -hmm. like that's another tool to think about is like, is this person that I'm engaging with, are they reachable and teachable? Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to kind of share, I, I, 
I thought it was really poignant how you said, like, I'm pretty far along in my body acceptance journey. And I still got in my head and started second guessing myself. And so just for everyone to know, like, this is a journey, it's a practice. Sometimes it's, you know, certainly if you're in the beginning of your body acceptance or intuitive eating journey, these things will be even harder. And so just like a shout out to get support from your, your team, whoever your mental health, your dietitian, your medical team, whoever it is, your support system, have people to support you through it. And then also know that it does get easier, but easier doesn't mean that there won't be bumps like this. I always share with people, we're all stuck in the storm of diet culture, right? And we can't change the weather, but we can make sure we have the right gear. And Tara, you clearly have a lot of gear because you said like, I've, I've curated my life pretty carefully that I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't have to deal with that. And so you can quiet the diet culture and those negative influences in your life. And if you don't know how it's worth exploring because it, it's frankly just a much safer, nicer place to be more helpful. I think. Girl, yeah. And all of you got invited to be a speaker at that thing. Like what the heck? <laughs> yeah. All of yeah. you, your body and all of you got invited and you're a speaker. I'm sure many of them will want to be a speaker at that event. If it's such yeah. big, but no, it's you, the one who's going to be speaking there. So yeah. Not only that, isn't this, isn't the talk you're giving, like how to build a successful personal training business, like, and you're giving that talk because you're so busy, you have to turn people away. So the yes. irony of it, I mean, it's not funny, but the irony is like loud, like, um, whatever the word is. <laughs> and that's a fact. That's a piece of evidence. There yeah, that is true, on, right? On that stage, talking about creating a, a successful business. And, you know, combating weight demand. You have so many messages to give there that day that I'm just proud of you, girl. Clapping and part of me wants to like at the beginning of it, if I hadn't already pre-recorded it, be like, all right, for all y'all in the comments, there's the door. I don't want you to have these secrets for everybody else. Come on in. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to be in front of any more people sharing your toxicity (laughs) and not helpful helpfulness. And honestly, like something, this is a weird fact that's given me comfort is 80 to 90% of people who are personal trainers quit in their first year. So my hope is that those yucky people in the comments are ones that are just starting out and they'll very quickly learn that this isn't for them. So that's what I'm hoping. And very quickly might learn in a few years and look back if those are really real people because i truly believe that those things just have like you know machines that write all this stuff and whatever but they might even um realize very soon oh my goodness i I was in the wrong what was i thinking i was part of this very very toxic environment of diet culture and weight stigma and all that they might realize that and then welcome to the other welcome on this other side Yes, come explore the other side. The other side. With us. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, so much nicer over here. Yes. Yeah, and more helpful, I would say. Um, so Tara, thank you again for sharing your story and getting vulnerable yes. with us. It takes a lot of kind of bravery and I know you're doing it because you genuinely believe it can help someone else, which just speaks to the kind of um professional that you are so thank you and I did want to ask like if there's one takeaway that you would want people to have from this episode what would it be 
um okay so like one takeaway would be like if this happens to you you're not alone please 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 feel free to reach out and i will commiserate with you and you know use some choice words (laughs) with you if this happens to you um but i also think another takeaway is you can't change what other people do right um i like the quote that you used earlier if you can't predict the storm but you can change the sales Mm -hmm. like it's important you can't predict that this kind of stuff will happen to you other than it probably will if you live in a larger body, but you can adjust your sales um, to make it so that you're sailing out of that storm as quickly as possible. So that's what I would take away from this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you want to connect with me outside of this podcast, you can find me on Instagram at coaching underscore therapist. I'm Elizabeth. You can find me at Elizabeth Harris Nutrition or in my Facebook group, Health and Healing with Intuitive Eating. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Tara DeLeon Fitness. Guys, if you loved this episode or any of our other episodes, we would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps us get the non-diet word out to the rest of the world. So please leave us a review. Yes, thank you. 